Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? Good morning, ladies. It was so wonderful to see you all this morning. Good morning, little peanut over there. She's so cute. Can you say hi? Hi. Remember me, Shook, the wannabe grandma. Good to see you. Well, it was so wonderful to hear testimonies, and I want to testify as well myself about tonight. I was planning on doing testimonies tonight. So I'm so glad the Holy Spirit already worked through and in what we're doing here. And what I would like to do is we're going to talk about a big topic today and it's on dreams. And we're going to talk about your goals and your dreams and the visions God's given you. And I had challenged you last night to think about that. So as you think about possibly what the dream is, God is putting on your heart. I really want you to, uh, as you listen today and as God speaks to you, share freely tonight what God is doing in your life and maybe what new discovery that you have. Last night we talked, We had a, if you weren't in, unable to make it, I'm so glad you came this morning. But uh, my name is Sugbury, and I have a ministry called Him for Her Mentoring. It's a, a, I'm sorry, Him for Her Ministries. There's four initiatives. Radio is one of them uh, where we have a radio show that broadcasts throughout uh, the Twin Cities, and goes to podcasts throughout the United States. You can find it on, you can either just Google my name, Sugbury, or Women's Hot Topics. And yesterday we talked about some of the hot topics that we've covered as well. And the second initiative is speaking, of course, like what I'm doing here today. The third initiative is prison ministry, where I go into prisons around the country and, uh, and Africa and share about Jesus Christ in those prisons. And you know, it's funny, you can go into the worst prisons of Africa, Rwanda or Kenya, and they look at you like, what is this blonde haired Mzungo doing way over here? And you know, God works that he uses that. Um, And the last thing we have is prison mentoring where we go in six months prior to their release, they apply to be part of this program. And then we assign them a mentor, and that mentor walks alongside them for that six months to prepare for the reentry. And then once they are uh, leaving prison, we meet them at the gate, and we're there to help them with their jobs, hopefully help them get a job, help them and assist them in transportation, getting reunited with their kids. And, you know, God bless the women who are part of our program, the mentors and the mentees, because God is doing an amazing work. Amen? And we all need a second chance in life, don't you think? What? Okay, good. Glad you're awake back there. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about I am free to dream. That's what we're talking about today. I am free to dream and to hope. And there's going to be three areas I'm going to be talking about today. The first one is about dreams and visions. The second is your dream is unique to you. And the third is don't just dream it. Get her done. done. I want to hear it again. Get her done. I mean, you got to get it done. 
So I'm going to talk about a little bit about dreams. What is it? It's a hot topic. And God puts dreams in your heart that are bigger than you. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, that can't be a dream because that's way too big. Oh, no, no, no. God is big, and he's a glorifying God. And he has the amazing potential to expand that dream in your life in such a way you never thought. I would have never thought in a million years I'd be going to prisons around the world and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so God can do it through me. He can do it through anyone. Amen? Amen. So every time I pause today, I want you to say the word dream. So if I pause in the middle of a sentence, I want you to fill that with the word dream. So let's practice it is a hot topic, and God puts it in your heart. And dreams are often misunderstood, knowing if they come from God or if they come for our own imagination. So what are and visions? There's a way to know. In Scripture, men were seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to be able to pause and breathe and then, but, you know, just keep saying it, girl. Work it. No, I love it. Just do it. Um, there's a way to know in scripture uh, that men were seeing visions and dreams. Oh, I'm sorry, visions and dreams. that God was giving them. And sometimes in the Bible, God communicates to people in dreams. Some of them are symbolic. You know what that means? Like it's a symbol of something. For example, uh, Joseph's grain uh, was a dream that Joseph had. And he had a dream that one sheaf or one piece of grain was standing tall and the other 11 uh, sheaves were bowing down to him. And what that symbolized was Joseph's 11 brothers were going to bow down to Joseph. And it would involve uh, the fact that he was going to be king. And so it's just amazing. They never expected their little brother to be king. Uh, I'm sorry, not king, but the leader of the whole entire nation, and that they were bowing down to him. And that was what God had showed. Joseph was another character in the Bible. He was to marry Mary. You know, we're talking about Mother Mary and Joseph. Well, she tells him he's pregnant. Huh, don't you think that's kind of like, mm, that's, that's, you know, usually you're, you're lashed to death in the olden days, uh, the Old Testament for that. And God came to him in a dream, and he said, Mary is going to be carrying the Son of God. Marry her. That's my ADHD version. I shortened it for you. <laughs> and others are warnings. You know, uh, Pontius Pilate, who crucified Christ on the cross, his wife had a nightmare concerning Jesus and his trial because she knew he was innocent. Did her husband listened, no, but God had a plan. But these hard dreams happen. And do you know that there are 21 dreams in the Bible? 10 happened just in the book of Genesis. And get this, they were all sleeping during these dreams. However, there's a difference between a dream and a vision or a revelation. And so I'm going to get into that for just a minute. Here's an example from scripture. So, um, I want to give you a little background on this. Uh, the Israelites were being held as prisoners, captives in Babylon. And now they've been released. And this is probably written by a Jewish prophet, either Ezra or someone else. And when they got done, they got into the city. They were celebrating together. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of you. It reminds me of you being freed from whatever is holding you captive. 
And it reminds me that when we are celebrating what God has done for us, we need to shout it out to him. And so I highlighted in bold a couple of words up here, as you can see. And I'm going to read the rest of the words. But when I get to the bold, I want you to say those words. Okay, you with me? Nice and loud. Psalm 126, when the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like those who... Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was filled with Then they said among the nations, You know, that didn't sound like celebration. That sounded more like a script. I want you guys to read that like he's just done this for you and how exciting it is. And imagine your families when you're released from the captives of addictions. Amazing. They're going to be dancing. They're going to be celebrating. I promise you they will. Now, let's reread. The Lord has done great things for them. Go ahead. The Lord has done great things for them. Woo-woo. The Lord has done great things for us. Amen. We are Amen. Restore our fortunes could be our families, could be our jobs, could be our finances. I heard a woman say that she'd lost her house, lost her job, lost her family. And that word, restore our fortunes, Lord. God wants to bless you and release you from the captivity of being in addiction. And as the streams in the south, those who sow in tears shall harvest with... One who goes here and there weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again with a bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. You know, God's word is so powerful. And when we read it and understand, I'm in this picture. God is reflecting. I'm in this picture. He might be talking about the Israelites, but I'm in this picture. And God wants to release me as well. Amen. So there's another part that I love, which is from Acts 18, 9 to 11. And then we're going to talk about visions for just a minute. So that was dreams. They, they were shouting. They were exciting. They were dreaming. Finally, we have a chance to dream big because we're no longer captives. Jesus has released us is what we are saying in our hearts. And so Acts 18, 9 to 10 says, one night, I'm going to move over so that I'm not just standing in your way. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. Because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. Now, what does this tell me? This tells me that sometimes we're afraid, are we not? Have you ever been afraid before? Yeah, and and we don't want to move forward. And and we don't want to go ahead. But God tells us, and he told him in a vision. This is what the difference is. The vision was, don't be afraid. And oftentimes, people are used by God to share the same message. Here's an example. I was in uh, Rwanda. I was speaking in the villages. The driver couldn't find us. It was pitch black out. I was the only woman, like, in existence, I could see the Congo right there, and that's a rape capital of the world. And I was a little bit nervous. It was my first trip to Africa. And I'm walking with all of these men from the country, and I'm talking about business because I'm trying to distract any mind that might be, you know, that they're thinking otherwise. And as we're walking and we're trying to find the guy who's supposed to pick us up, 
I have to say, I tried to keep it together. I gave God my little help me Jesus. And as I'm getting in the car, we drive back to the compound where I was staying. I pick up the phone. I call my husband and I'm freaking out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I had to keep it together. I'm in the middle of this country. I'm the only blind. I'm the only woman. And I was scared to death something might happen. And this is what my husband said, almost exact words. Do not be afraid. God is not done with you yet. Get back out there and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whoa. I mean, most husbands would have said, oh, no, you just stay where you are. I'm flying you out. I'm going to come and pick you up. No, he spoke faith into me because he felt strongly that God had sent me there on a mission. And I'm so glad he did because God did a powerful work where thousands of people received Christ into their lives and transformed their lives accordingly. So some people also have what's called a revelation or um, where God kind of lifts the veil of their eyes and they see a whole new thing. I have, uh, before I started going into prisons, I was preparing my prison talk and I was starting to get a little nervous. I'm like, God, I know I probably deserve to be caught and put in prison in my younger years, but now I'm a little nervous about this. Why, what are the ladies going to do? They're not going to want to listen to me. And I'm complaining to myself. Have you ever done that? What am I doing? Why did you invite me to do this, God? This is a bad fit. I'm pretty sure you should have picked somebody else. And I'm in my car and I'm driving to the print shop to make copies of the talk I was going to do for the women on how God can use you right where you are. And as I'm driving, I was in a stick shift. And the reason I'm mentioning this is I'm complaining to God like the Israelites did about the manna they were sick of. And as I'm driving in, all of a sudden I feel this big hand of God. This is the revelation he gave me. This big hand of God comes through my car, no kidding. And he says, I have created you for a time such as this. My legs are shaking. I can't use the clutch to get pulled over on the side of Highway 7. And as I get pulled over the side of the road, literally, ladies, I could see my life flash in front of my eyes, like people say right before they die. I could see my troublesome years uh, as a youth. I could see the fact, you know, when I was arrested, I could see all the things that had happened in my life, my drug use, etc. And then I saw being my marriage to my husband, how we took in two children in the foster care system, how God had raised me up in his word and biblical uh, study, and then how God at that moment used this wild, bold personality for his good, and it was going to be in prison. Amen? And little did I know that that was God's plan for me. So he still speaks to us today. Pay attention. Now, would I have ever picked prison? Heck no. That wasn't my choice. If, if you were to say, what's your dream, Shug? Oh, let me think. I always wanted to be Barbara Streisand. You know what I'm saying? But God always has a plan for us. And I am free in Christ to dream. And I am free. Oh, I'm in free in Christ to dream. Oh, thank you for keeping me on task. And I'm free to hope as well. So a dream can be one while you're sleeping. You know, a sleeping kind of dream. I've had one that unfortunately was really a terrible dream. I woke up. It felt so real, like like I had never felt before. And if you've experienced that, drop to your knees and pray. 
Um, but also, I don't put a lot of weight in the dreams we have while we're sleeping. Could be I just had that burrito and it affected my dreams. I mean, you don't know. So I really want you to, to really filter that through the lens of Christ, right? And, you know, you could have bad dreams, too, and those aren't necessarily from God. And so I really want you guys not to put a lot of weight in the dreams you have while you're sleeping. Um, but if you have a recurring or if there's something you need to pay attention to, talk to God. God, is this from you? Is this, is this for me? Should I be paying attention to this or is this just bad food before I went to bed? Okay. So the second thing is a vision. You are awake when you see it or you feel it or you get it revealed to you through a revelation. Now, please understand this. And I want to make sure you get this. A dream is nothing to do with me or you. A dream has everything to do with God. It's about glorifying God through your life. So stay connected to God, help others, pray, be available. And what may seem like a no to you when it comes to your dream, it could be a yes in what God can do with it. So how do you know if your dreams are from God? This is a pretty good question. Sugar, I had this dream. Is it from God or is it my head? Well, this is what you need to do is that you first need to pray and ask God and say, show me God, pay attention to the images while you're praying. Have you ever been praying and all of a sudden a thought come to your head you had never thought of before? And you're like, man, I should do that. Pay attention to it, ladies. I want to make sure you got that. Heads up, all eyes up here. If you are praying and a thought comes into your head and you feel it's God's voice, Pay attention to it. Don't ignore it. Don't move on without it. Start to think, okay, God, is this from you? The second thing is, if you are in God's word, the Bible, words jump off the page and you come to know his voice. Turn to your neighbor and says, you will come to know his voice. And the more you read God's word, the more you come to know his voice, the more you recognize it when you pray, and the more you should take action on it when it happens. Number three, the impressions on your heart. So why did I come into prison the first time? Because I had on my heart, I went to a prayer team, and we were praying for a bunch of different things, and prison ministry came up. And somebody said there was a pregnant woman in the prison who is weeping and rocking back and forth because she has to deliver her child inside a prison and she was so fearful and she didn't want to do it. And it broke my heart. I wasn't even in prison. Prison wasn't even on my radar. And I cried about it. And it was a burden on my heart. That's what you need to pay attention to. If it's a burden on your heart, it could possibly be given to you by God. Pay attention to this because what breaks God's heart breaks our hearts as it should be, which is a good prayer. But I really had to pay attention to it because it really affected me more than normal. And I'm thinking, okay, God, what is it you want me to do about this? And that's when I went into the, uh, the church leadership and said we have an issue with some of the leadership on this prison team because uh, they handled it, I think, poorly at the time. And then that's when they first sent me in to preach, and I've been there for over 20 years since. And it's not that it was me. It was that that was just part of God's process. It was what God did. Okay, so the next thing is ask wise counsel from Christian believers. Christian believers. 
Don't be going to the person on the corner of the street and say, hey, what do you think about this idea? You think I should do this dream? No. Talk to your staff, to your chaplains, to other Christians that are in God's word who know God's voice. And confirmation, ladies, will happen on your dream from other people. It's amazing how God does it. I had more people come up and say, you know, I used to think, uh, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, uh, spiritual gifts. I used to think my spiritual gift was teaching, but it wasn't until I started to share the gospel and evangelize. Thousands of people would come to Christ. I'm like, whoa, how did that happen? I mean, there's some pastors have been preaching a long time and they barely, you know, see a hand or two go up. It's because God's given me the spiritual gift of evangelism. And little did I know that would be my... Amen. Amen. So you got to pay attention to that. And sometimes God talks to us verbally, like he did in the car, when he pointed his finger at me in a scolding, and I have created you for a time such as this. I have confidence ever since that moment that I'm exactly where I need to be. And that's talking to women so they can live victoriously in Jesus Christ. Amen. So I was outside. You know, we were talking, who talked about outside earlier? A little testimony where, uh, surfing. It was, it was when you were talking about your husband um, and how he, when he surfs, he feels really close to God out in the water. And so I'm outside and I'm looking up to the skies and I often do that right before I go in and do a talk. And I said, God, you know what I need to say to these women. You all are here. You all have individual lives. No life is the same. Each is different. What do you want me to say to the women in this room? Now get this. There's a message in this, and it could be just for you. Tell them that I love them. Tell them that I love them. And that's the message God gave me to give to you. You're not forgotten. Just like when I'm in prison, I hear that often. You're not forgotten. And God loves you. So when you dream, friends, I want you to dream big because we got a big God. God puts dreams in your heart that are bigger than you so that you can rely on him and his power. If he gave you a dream, I, I can knock that off. No problem. I could do it. Then it's not, it doesn't take faith and it doesn't take trust in God. It's truly out of your comfort zone when you do work for God, that's for sure. I used to tell God, uh, you know, Lord, I will love to preach here in the United States, but I could never make it in Africa. You know, I got to have a hairdryer. It's not going to work. <laughs> and where did he send me? He sent me to Africa seven times. So I want you to think to yourself, okay, now maybe I don't have any dream. Maybe I'm just trying to keep it together and live today. That's okay. But what I want you to do now is think big. Because your life is starting to transform. It's going to change. God has opportunity for you just waiting out there. And so I really want you to dream big. Pray and ask God. And we're going to have a team set up after this that you can go pray with them that God would give you a dream. What does it look like? What do you want me to do, God? And there's a, a, a song by Casting Crowns that I really like, and I'm going to share the words with you, and then we're going to play it in a minute. But I want you to hear the words first. And this is, they wrote it in a way that it was coming from God. Okay, you with me? Casting Crowns is a great band. It says, I have a dream for you. Now, this would be God talking to you. I have a dream for you. 
I am stronger than you think I am. I'll take you farther than you think you can. You sing and call me great I am, so take your stand. My child, if you only knew all the plans that I have for you. Now keep in mind, this is God talking. All the plans that I have for you, just trust me. I will follow through. You can follow me. So come on. Let me dream. This is God saying, let me dream. Let me dream for you. I'm strong when you are weak, and I will carry you. So let go of your plan. Be caught in my hand. I'll show you what I can do for you when I dream for you. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies, and each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Suge Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.